Hey, you're listening to the Urology Audio Guidelines Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Nick Serrano. In this episode, we'll discuss management of male urethral strictures based on AUA guidelines. Enjoy. Diagnosis and initial management. One, clinicians should include urethral stricture in the differential diagnosis of men who present with decreased urinary stream, incomplete emptying, dysuria, urinary tract infection, and after rising postvoid residual. Two, after performing a history, physical examination, and urinalysis, clinicians may use a combination of patient-reported measures, uroflowometry, an ultrasound postvoid residual assessment and initial evaluation of suspected urethral stricture. Three, clinicians should use urethrocystoscopy, retrograde urethrography, voiding cystourethrography, or ultrasound urethrography to make a diagnosis of urethral stricture. Four, clinicians planning on non-urgent intervention for a known stricture should determine the length and location of the urethral stricture. Five, Surgeons may utilize urethral endoscopic management, e.g. urethral dilation or direct visual internal urethrotomy, or immediate suprapubic cystotomy for urgent management of urethral stricture, such as discovery of symptomatic urinary retention or need for catheterization prior to another surgical procedure. 6. Surgeons may place a suprapubic cystotomy prior to definitive urethroplasty in patients dependent on an indwelling urethral catheter or intermittent self-dilation. Dilation, internal urethrotomy, and urethroplasty. 7. Surgeons may offer urethral dilation, direct visual internal urethrotomy, or urethroplasty for the initial treatment of a short, less than 2 centimeter bulbar urethral stricture. 8. Surgeons may perform either dilation or DVIU when performing endoscopic treatment of a urethral stricture. 9. Surgeons may safely remove the urethral catheter within 72 hours following uncomplicated dilation or DVIU. 10. In patients who are not candidates for urethroplasty, clinicians may recommend self-catheterization after DVIU to maintain urethral patency. 11. Surgeons should offer urethroplasty instead of repeated endoscopic management for recurrent anterior urethral strictures following failed dilation or DVIU. 12. Surgeons who do not perform urethroplasty should offer patients referral to surgeons with expertise. Anterior urethral reconstruction. 13. Surgeons may initially treat meatal or fossa navicularis strictures with either dilation or meatotomy. 14. Surgeons should offer urethroplasty to patients with recurrent meatal or fossa navicularis strictures. 15. Surgeons should offer urethroplasty to patients with penile urethral strictures, given the expected high recurrence rates with endoscopic treatments. 16. Surgeons should offer urethroplasty as the initial treatment for patients with long, greater than or equal to 2 cm, bulbar urethral strictures, given the low success rate of DVIU or dilation. 17. Surgeons may reconstruct long, multi-segment strictures with one-stage or multi-stage techniques using oral mucosal grafts 
penile fascial cutaneous flaps or a combination of these techniques. 18. Surgeons may offer perineal urethrostomy as a long-term treatment option to patients as an alternative to urethroplasty. 19. Surgeons should use oral mucosa as the first choice when using grafts for urethroplasty. 20. Surgeons should not perform substitution urethroplasty with allograft, xenograft, or synthetic materials except under experimental protocols. 21. Surgeons should not perform a single-stage tubularized graft urethroplasty. 22. Surgeons should not use hair-bearing skin for substitution urethroplasty. Pelvic fracture urethral injury. 23. Clinicians should use retrograde urethrography with voiding cystourethrogram and or retrograde and antegrade cystoscopy for preoperative planning of delayed urethroplasty after pelvic fracture urethral injury. 24. Surgeons should perform delayed urethroplasty instead of delayed endoscopic procedures after urethral obstruction or obliteration due to pelvic fracture urethral injury. 25. Definitive urethral reconstruction for pelvic fracture urethral injury should be planned only after major injuries stabilize and patients can be safely positioned for urethroplasty. Bladder neck contracture and vesicourethral stenosis. 26. Surgeons may perform a dilation, bladder neck incision, or transurethral resection for bladder neck contracture after endoscopic prostate procedure. 27. Surgeons may perform a dilation, vesicourethral incision, or transurethral resection for post-prostatectomy vesicourethral anastomotic stenosis. 28. Surgeons may perform open reconstruction for recalcitrant stenosis of the bladder neck or post-prostatectomy vesicourethral anastomotic stenosis. Special circumstances. 29. In men who require chronic self-catheterization, for example, neurogenic bladder, Surgeons may offer urethroplasty as a treatment option for urethral stricture causing difficulty with intermittent self-catheterization. 30. Clinicians may perform biopsy for suspected lichen sclerosis and must perform biopsy if urethral cancer is suspected. 31. In lichen sclerosis proven urethral stricture, surgeons should not use genital skin for reconstruction. Post-operative follow-up. 32. Clinicians should monitor urethral stricture patients to identify symptomatic recurrence following dilation, DVIU, or urethroplasty. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.